Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Commodore 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and always remember, as the great advisor Sophocles always said, and this one's really strange, it's very oddly specific that he said this in the BCs, Rather fail with honor than succeed by stabbing Chris Parsons in the back several times in a row, even though he misconstructed your words. Wow. Very, very direct. It's wow. very strange that he that he had that foresight, but that's yeah. why he's an advisor. <laughs> Squee McGee getting caught up on meta traffic with the weatherlight report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. Well, he is too busy reading the new article series, Dear Squee, to join us. Damn you, Squee! <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can. Just give the people what they want, Mr. Combo. Yep. That's what we do over here. Yes, I give. You know what, for that, thank you for tuning in to your number seven source of Magic oh, Gathering News. Wow. I just down-ticked us one. Sabotaging hey, what if us. it's the number one source of articles? <gasps> audible gasp. I, I would audible gasp at that. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, would be insane. They are. They're, they're fun. <laughs> All of a sudden, I mean, our, web, our website's like, number one in the internet. Just another <laughs> tier of our mediocre content. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, we're going to start off the top of the cast, the latest in Carnage that ensued with 45. So I want to talk about, uh, and I've kind of made this a habit when the alternate universe uh, channel, Brews and Builds, does one of my decks. I don't know how they get a hold of it, but they do it somehow. It's weird. Um, I actually do some of the changes, and I usually play them the next 40 Life in a Dash. Mm -hmm. And so last week, uh, Marwin, uh, the conclave of little pets and treats and stuff, debuted on Brews and Builds. I made some changes, uh, put in the Ozolith, and... Big Tuck, I know that my alternate universe self gave your alternate universe self a lot of alternate universe hell for you uh, recommending to cut Gauntlet of Power. I went ahead and cut it, but I didn't cut it for the card you recommended. I noticed I had two mana reflections just sitting in my binder. Oh, right. yeah. And I was like, well, this is just better than Gauntlet of Power. So Later sure, I'll put it in. Let's see what happens. Holy banana hammock. <laughs> uh, let me let me tell you that I dominated that game nice. with Mana Reflection. Uh, because at one point, Marwin was tapping for like 16 uh, with the Mana Reflection doubler. Jesus. Good lord. Um, you know, and this was a game that we actually did with Sir Nathan uh, and a couple of our Discord patrons. Um well, one was a patron, Spencer, and then the other one is uh, a frequenter of the Quarantine Battlegrounds, Hamburger Demon Poop. Oh, so, uh, Mr. Still Hamburger Demon Poop uh, decided to uh, Darksteel Mutation Morwen to kind of stop all the mana stuff I was doing. And honestly, all that did was give me an indestructible blocker for the rest <laughs> yeah, of the game. Right. I, was, I was fine, because at that point, I had like seven lands out, and it's like, cool, I still tapped for 14 mana. So it eventually right. got to the point, I played a Zendikar's Resurgence eventually, so now yep. I'm getting even more mana. Um, I had a Lifecrafter's Bestiary out, so it was like, okay, I cast a spell, I'll dump extra mana in to draw a card, draw a card, I was yep. in a card, I just kind of went through this loop. Eventually got to the point to where I played your favorite card, Azuri, 
paid into the overrun effect like eight times and then just to be safe even though hamburger demon poop kept saying oh you've won you won but it's like you know what i'm not moving to combat unless i've actually done something because people had open mana mm-hmm. and so then for for the icing on the cake i did the and i know i said i was going to cut it god eternal ronus uh-huh. doubling the power because I already had Trample because of Azuri, and then they got even bigger with the God sure. Turtle doubling their power, and then I swung in for the win. So Nice. It felt it feels good when I take these decks, make some tweaks, and then I actually get to see the results of the next right. game I play yeah. them. But how I usually say I don't have fun playing that deck, I had a blast <laughs> playing it. it I'm glad. Squeak, what games would you like to discuss? <laughs> I guess I got to take the uh, take the squeeze breeze this week. We've been on a good rotation of somebody's been out. So uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't play any games this week at all. I finished organizing all those cards, started listing up some of them for trades and sale. He still keeps talking about this damn card collection. It's, a, it's, a, it's hey. the uh, it's a golden goose, man. It never ends. Or the gilded would, goose, if you if will. If you take a look at yeah. the old hashtag trade block that we have going on in the Discord, you would see 86 pages of cards categorized and shown as up for trade and or sale. No. I saw and them. out in a Google Doc. I saw them. I did not click, nor am I planning to, because I have... <laughs> you have also physically looked through that binder. It's a lot easier Facts. to do. Yeah. Very good um, one. I also bought a box of Jumpstart, which was... Um, that was an adventure. It really was. I, I enjoyed opening the weird packs. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they double-wrapped them. I still don't want them to do that but i get it like if you're drafting what, you don't double bag Ooh. well you know that's a story for another time um <laughs> talk to my alimony payment two tiny bones which was cool uh they yeah, were like back-to-back awesome. back packs which is weird other than that it was mostly hot garbage so uh, i'm, I'm mildly <laughs> well, salty hey, you, but i think you, I got, did, you got your you got your comeuppance from packs for the next yeah. 10 years so yeah i don't want to get done yeah i guess i probably should stop buying packs i think all the luck's gone. It started with that Misty Rainforest Expedition, and it's just been downhill since then. So that's all I got. Tuck, any games you would like to talk about? I got, so uh, Marketing Ross invited me to join a small group with uh, Mancy, Matt Nance, who oh, I don't think yeah. is in the Patreon. I know he's a Patreon member. I don't think he's an active member of the Discord. And then their friend, uh, Roy, a.k.a. Corey. His name is Corey. He just doesn't know it yet. And uh, it was pretty good. There's there. I have a tip of the hat uh, as I do because uh, Corey, not Roy, played four pre cons and almost won every single time. What? Or I, think, I think I think I know he played at least three. He played Kalia, Windgrace, and Dargons, and he was the lead on all of them straight out of the box, which was nuts. Um, I mean, granted, I, those are three of the better pre-cons. Yeah, those so. are pretty solid, But I guess you could say, don't hate the game, hate the player. He, he, has, he, he knows really he knows good. his way he knows his way around a, a cardboard card or two. And I have a wag of the finger because Marketing Ross is playing his rat deck. Roy slash Corey was playing his rat colony deck. Uh, Marketing Ross put down. Um, Cover of Darkness, where it gives all things fear of the thing and shows yeah. rats. So it's effectively a double-headed giant. Mancy wasn't doing anything. I threw a pity party and almost won because I was great at politicking as I do. Pity party. Oh, and we played six, we played six games, and I finally won one on the last one because I did Grey Merchant of, of Aphrodel like four times in a row. So it was a coward's <laughs> win, but that's the way you gotta go when you're playing with these with these hashtag cowards and also hashtag suck it. 
All right, well, that's gonna wrap up 40 Life in a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? It's your favorite segment. Yeah. Here, we, here we go. Set review number 649 of the year. Yeah, CMD Towers Not So Accurate Set Review Zendikar Rising Edition. Um, this is where we give our two cents uh, that's literally worth nothing because we're typically always wrong. But hey, it's a lot of fun. To kind of recap for any new listeners, what we're going to do is we're each going to talk about our favorite or most impactful creature, instant sorcery, enchantment, artifact, land, planeswalker, and legendary creature from the set. So, uh, without further ado, I will get started with the creature. I am white hot on this mythic. Uh, It is phenomenal. It gives an alternate win con, which is amazing, but it's not even an alternate win con. It's an alternate your opponent's lose con. We're talking about Angel of Destiny. I think this card is going to see so much play in EDH, it's not even funny. Three colorless, white, white, creature, angel, cleric, two, six. Flying, double strike. Okay. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each gain that much life. Oh, yeah, this card's monsters. So so basically, and I love that it says whenever a creature. So that means any creatures you squeak could go super wide, swing in 100. Your opponent's life total doesn't change because they would have taken that damage. But you gain all that life. And then the critical part. At the beginning of your end step, if you have at least 15 or more life than your starting life total, each player Angel of Destiny attacked this turn loses the game. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. Can we say Helm of the Host? Uh, Can we say, um, oh, God, anything with Myriad? Pretty good. uh, It's so good. Play to Cells. This is going to be not a home record, but a board record where Mm -hmm. people get very upset and angry when they see it come out, I think. Because yeah. it's gonna gonna be used and abused. Uh, good pick, though. That was uh, yeah, pretty agree. damn high on my list. Pretty pretty damn good. All right, Squee. What's the first creature you want to talk about? All right, so I am talking about a legendary creature, but it is the creature I want, not as a commander. This is a ninety-nine kind of person in my mind. Sure, or not person. I guess it's a minotaur. Um, so <sighs> it is Moraug, Fury of a Comb. I yeah, have no is. idea if I is this your, is this your legendary? <laughs> this is my legendary. Yeah. Nice. Alright. Uh, I'll read the specs. You read the uh ooh, tough job for you, but you read the text. There's a lot going on there. Well he doesn't uh, need glasses. Yeah, so Morog is four colorless, two red, legendary creature, Minotaur Warrior. It's a mythic. And then it's a 6-6. Six, six. All right. So text-wise, uh, a lot. Each creature you control gets plus one, plus zero oh for each time it has attacked this turn. Well, that seems interesting. You'd be like, well, why? I'm, yes. I'm, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> yeah. Because of its landfall ability, oh which is God. stupid. Oh whenever, a, whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, if it's your main phase, there's an additional combat phase after this phase. At the beginning of that combat, untap all creatures you control. Now, a couple things to point out. It does have to be your main phase that the land comes out, so you can't right. crack your fetches and stuff in the middle of combat and do some land trickery there. Right. So that is important. But holy ballsack! I yeah, mean, it's like, terrifying. So the way that if I'm reading this right, the way this works is if you can drop in three or four lands, you get three or four combats. Yes. So it's so the way to but play you, it, you need to space them, right? Yeah. So the way the way that you play it is 
uh, if you do this on your first combat main phase, you lose it pretty much, right? Because you attack, and then there's an additional one after that that you don't get to untap for. Or there's some reason where you don't play in your first main phase, but then the second one is these all go on the stack, right? So what you want to do is on your second main phase, you want to play, if you want to do this, you want to play as many lands as possible. Okay. Because it only triggers on your main phase. So on your second main phase, if you play a land, crack it. So play a land, you get the landfall trigger, right? Because it's mm-hmm. your main phase. Um, then on when the when you crack it, another land comes in, you get a second trigger on the stack. Right. Then if you do something like a walking atlas or Sakura mm-hmm. Tribe Elder, then you get another trigger on the stack after right. that. So then all those triggers will go on, and then you will have three or four combats after that. It's I mean, insanity. I got <laughs> to say, my Angry Omnath deck was pretty good already, but what in the holy hell? This is yeah, it's bonkers. <laughs> I bet I could pretty regularly put this guy out Second main phase, dip in three to five lands and win the game. Instantly, yeah. like this is so bonkers. I yeah, it's really, it's really decided to make this, but I'm not upset. And it's on curve a six four six six. Yeah, uh, it's close. and it'll be even bigger because it also it doesn't say each other creature. It just says each creature, yeah. including yeah. itself. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a little upsetting to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I just thought of this. This is amazing in the Gila decks. Warrior, uh, because it's a warrior. Mm-hmm. And then oh, gosh. All, every time she attacks, she creates those warriors. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh, that de- that deck just got worse. Yeah, what have you done, wizards? What have you it's done? Terrifying. <laughs> it's it's really bad. Right. So for, right. fu- for future big- reference, if you see this card, kill it immediately. Anyway, you possibly can. Uh big tuck, get us out of this nightmare. Yeah. What is your first creature? So I am a big fan of mono red decks. I have two, which is a lot for me. Um, and I wanted to talk about Leyline <laughs> I have a ton. I have two. I have two. I actually have more Demir decks. Uh, about to have even more. So I want to talk about Leyline Tyrant. It's a mythic. Um, it's a 4-4 flying dragon for two colors, red, red. Flying, you don't lose unspent red mana as steps and phases end, which is insane. And then second, when it dies, you may pay any amount of red. When you do, it deals that much damage to any target. So for me, normally I like this because it's a dragon, but this is not a good card in dragon decks for starters. (laughs) But if you're running mono red, you're going to have leftover red mana, right? And it kind of lets you sequence out where you normally the problem with mono red is you just dump everything out because you're like, I can't hold this mana. There's not a lot of instance sort of rigmarole, but like, for example, my Perforos deck, this is great because I can just hold off, right? Have all this mana. And then when it comes back around, potentially a turn or two later, I can then dump out my hand, potentially win the game. Um, it's kind of an interesting target. So this also could be something where you pay for someone kills it immediately and you're like, okay, perfect. Now I have another horrible monstrosity to cast. Uh, I just really like the design of it. It kind of gives you like a little ramp, quote unquote, in red. Overall, just bonkers creature. Yeah, this card's really, really good. Oh, go ahead. And it sparked. I don't know if many of you guys know about Braid of Fire. That card doubled in price when this card got previewed. Uh, It's now leveled out around 15 bucks. Uh, But Braid of Fire is an enchantment that has a cumulative upkeep, which is usually a bad thing. Uh, Add a red mana to your mana pool. So basically each each of your upkeeps, one mana, then two, then three, then four. That sucked back in the day when mana burn was a thing. But now with this card, it's just free mana. Oh my God. It's growing on trees. 
Oh, yeah, this is really, really good. I mean, this could even give cards in EDH in a very limited scope like Fireball some play now. Mm -hmm. You could run an X burn spell, save up 40 mana and headshot somebody on the spot. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I like it. I think it's I, it's probably going to be expensive because it's a mythic. Um, and while we're on creatures, I think it's also ironic that we have seen more big creatures that do stuff in this set versus Ikoria, Lair of Behemoths. Yeah. <laughs> so just something to think through. But that's that's my creature uh, pick. Uh, question, though, for the group, and I just thought of this. Mm -hmm. How does this card interact since you actually get to keep it as a red mana, there are lots of cards out there that tap for a colored mana, but it can only be spent on X spell, an instant, a sorcery, a creature. So once your phase is in, does this just now become a generic red mana, or do you now have to keep track of, I have this much creature mana, and I have this much generic red mana? I, I don't know. I think you'd have to keep track that's, of that. That's mean, for, it, it that's, puts me into like the Cathar's Crusade nightmare when you got 100 tokens, you keep putting more out, and like which ones have one counter, one has two, one has Yeah, this is, like, this is a force, uh, this is a uh, APB alert, number one, for four, stay too long. And second, this is a him question, so he'll be able to answer this when we see him in person if that ever happens. Big Tuck wants nothing to do with it. No, All I, right. I have no interest in answering this question. <laughs> so we're, we're going to go to the instant. Um, and this one, I really like it. And it is one of these new kind of transformy type cards. Ooh, okay. So okay. I'll read the other side. Kabira Plateau enters battlefield tapped. It taps for a white. But the instant on the other side is, I think, something that Squee would probably want to run in his Reese deck. Kabira Takedown. Colorless white oh, is yeah. an uncommon instant. Kabira Takedown deals damage equal to the number of creatures you control to target creature or planeswalker. F yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, basically, basically token decks, two mana removal spell for planeswalkers mm -hmm. or creatures. Yep. That yep. is amazing. Love it. Because I, I will say that's usually where white decks to me sometimes struggle is the creature or the planeswalker. Mm -hmm. You know, artifacts, enchantments, they got that stuff yeah, pretty, pretty deal, well. Sure. Lands they got. And there are single creature yeah. exile spells, the like best outside in the of your game. Beast within and maybe one or two sure. other ones, it is pretty thin. Path Exile or Source well, yeah, of Well, yeah, Path Exile, Source sorry, of sorry, white, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. Generous Gift would be the Beast Within equivalent. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, basically, outside of those three, you don't really have anything. So this right. being two mana and at instant speed, love yep. it. Yeah, that's that's really really solid. I can't also believe that you recommended I make a change to Reese again. <laughs> However, I'm gonna let that one slide. I'll probably I, slot it in there somewhere. I think these I think these ones that are there's been a lot of talk down of these like can play as a land and cannot. For me, in like my mono white deck, this I'm just gonna cut a planes for this. Yep, yeah, like pretty sure. pretty straightforward. Absolutely. So I don't think I don't think they're all the they're all the same when it comes to that, but this one in particular fits that bill perfectly. Yeah, I think that's honestly a, a great point as to probably the only reason that I will slot this in the reads because I'm so thin on what to cut, but if I can cut a land and have it as removal, mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's great. All right, Squee, what's your instant? All right, so I went with a uh, rare. It is Soul Shatter. So two colorless and a black. Each opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker with the highest converted mana cost among Oof. creatures and planeswalkers they control. It's pretty I good. I love that. For three That's mana, you could pop this down like probably turn four, five, six when people are starting to get commanders out, starting to get their first planeswalker online, and they don't even have a choice on what they get to pick. So if you would ask me, uh, Mr. Combo, this would be an absolutely better murder in, in most cases. 
Facts. <laughs> <laughs> However, I was I like this a lot. This is a really interesting removal spell because it not only takes creatures, but it takes planeswalkers at the same time. Right. I, I love it, and the art is kind of sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. Are you looking at it's the full a art one? Totally metal man. <laughs> yeah, they have, a, they have an extended art version of it that looks really cool. So, okay, uh, before Tuck gets his thoughts on this, I actually have a gripe with the extended arts. So if you're on Scryfall, uh, even you at home, you can do this when you look at the prints. The extended art, you actually get less art. <laughs> it's like it's like when you it's like when you uh, zoom in for something because it doesn't make sense. Like, oh, I'm sorry, you're you have a 640 by 245 pixel limit, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I guess I'll just zoom in for a second and then crop the rest of it. You're yeah. not wrong. Like, That's literally what they did. Yo, you know, it, it would seem that you know, probably doesn't have any shortage of artists and or people familiar with photoshop and such but whatever i mean it's it's so easy for them just to say hey make this art and then if we wanted this to be a full art right make it smaller of that art that still gets the point and then the full art actually gets more of the art actually extend the border don't just kind of yeah don't just crop out anyways Great Talk, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's great. Um, there's another spell in here that we might be talking about, and I think they're finally... So, it's been a running theme where blue and green get a lot of love, and I think this set is giving a lot of love to black and white. Yeah, yes. I'd agree with And that. actually red, too, come to think of it. Yeah. And before we move on, I just noticed the flavor text. Big Tuck, why don't you read it and laugh a little? (laughs) All right. The Cargan tribes share legends of the victory. You don't have to say anymore. Cargon. Cargon. Dargon. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) What? Took his hat off and threw it across the room. (laughs) I also want to show my new. I just got my hair. I cut my hair for the first time in like two weeks, which is like a record for me. I'm in. I'm in for the flavor text. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, Tuck, what is your instant card? I got a real boring one, boys. I'm not going to lie to you. We are talking. Reach. We are talking. Yeah, exactly. We are talking. Well, actually, not that far off. We are talking about <laughs> literally a functional reprint of Harrow. Rolling regrowth. Yep. Two colors and a green. Uh, it's an instant sacrifice a land. Search your library for up to two basic land cards. Put them on the battlefield tap. Then shuffle your library. Um, roots find their way through rock and even mountains must give way to new growth from Nissa. Um, I, it's actually, I think it's a worse Harrow because Harrow puts them onto the battlefield untapped. However, I think there's a lot of decks in two colors, especially if you're running a gazillion basic lands like I do in a lot of my decks where this is helpful. Um, but mostly I saw this got, re- I saw this got printed and I was like, oh, hi, Calamax. I guess you just get a free new card. So I like this idea that they're doing where they're, they're doing re- functional reprints of cards that are where you can have two of, right? Mr. Combo, you always do a really good job of talking about redundancy in your decks, right? And like, mm-hmm. you're only gonna be able to draw one. So the fact that you can draw, the fact that you have effectively two heroes as an option versus like a Kadama's Reach and a Cultivate, for me, seems like a really interesting design space. I was actually gonna complain that it's literally just a worse hero, but you do make a good point where if you are in that land matters deck, like Angry Omnom, and you have that disgusting Minotaur out, and you need to get that stuff out, you need multiple copies of these. They enter the battlefield, and they enter the battlefield, right? Like I think that I think that's a key part too. So again, it's very boring, but that's the one I got. Insert squeeze meh response of green ramps. Got it. Cool. (laughs) They figured it out. All right. 
right. <laughs> now we're going to move on to sorceries, and I'm talking about a common. Uh, I can't believe it went wow. uncommon. Now it's common. Uh, I you, love have, this are you card. Feeling though. Okay today? Oh, I feel fine. Well, feel okay. great. Okay. Uh, it does what red needs: draw cards. Does a little bit of hate, but it gives you a little something in return. Cleansing wildfire. Okay. Colorless red sorcery. Destroy target land. Its mm. controller may search their library for a basic land, put it on the battlefield tap, then shuffle their library, draw a card. I like this because we do talk about how decks need ways to deal with problematic lands. Not everyone can afford a strip mine or right. even a wasteland. Mm. I think those are still decently priced. Yep. Um, so for two mana, I'm going to get rid of that problematic land and I'm going to draw a card so it replaces yeah. itself. That's really, really good to me. To me, I guess you could kind of say this. This is kind of like a functional reprint of one of those sack land, get rid of your opponent's lands because the sack lands can tap for mana. So it kind of card right. replaces itself and then can also get rid of itself to get rid of another card. This basically does the same thing. You throw a card out of your hand, get rid of that land. And then I replaced it with something off the top. I think like it. I think you bring up a great point, right? Like there are always, even if it's someone, even if you're running against someone where you're like, I can destroy this land and throw them off of their mana base for a couple turns. And I think I love doing that. <laughs> oh, I'm aware, or even worse, kill a bounce land. That's the worst. One. That's the worst feeling in the world. Isn't so it? I think if it's, if I think you bring up a great point, Point of if it didn't draw a card, not so hot. But the fact for yep. two mana, it can replace a land in your deck that you would have mm -hmm. to slot into a ghost quarter or whatever, and you get to thin out your deck a little bit. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's like a it's like a, a cheaper and better version of Stone Rain, like a classic destroy land card from all the old sets. Um I don't know about single spot removal as far as slotting one of these into my deck versus trying to find a land or something else that has more purpose than than that but the draw card's nice i'm yeah. actually surprised you talked about this a little bit well like here's the thing is i i have plenty of decks that have red and white and we always talk about how they can't draw cards right i would almost just put this into my deck as a draw card spell all right yeah i'll blow okay yeah, that's fine. two two mana i'll blow up an island draw a card yeah let's bad. keep going like yeah. That, that's yeah that's not a big deal i agree um, with you, you know considering i always complain about how i don't like doing these one shot draw card spells right oh i paid three mana and drew two cards and that's it i hate those cards right. at least this does something to the board fair so, point yeah all right squee what's your sorcery all right so we alluded to this i believe last week uh it is blue it is a sorcery it is a mill card it's maddening cacophony uh so one <laughs> yeah. colorless one blue it's a rare has a kicker of three colorless and a blue each opponent mills eight cards. If this spell was kicked, instead, each opponent mills half their library rounded up. Wow. I yeah. love it. It's, so it's upsetting. Not only do you have, if you're down to two players, the option to play it for two. Um, if you want to do just a couple of cards, if you don't necessarily need them to mill their whole half a deck, or you want to get something into their graveyard, who knows what. But the idea that you can use this, which is a better version of what is the, the blue card that's out Traumatize. there. Traumatize. Right yeah. This is just a better traumatize with more options and it does it to the whole board except for you. I love it. I think, yeah, we kind of talked about this maybe 10 minutes ago. Also, that like <laughs> they're giving Mill more of a legitimate option to be a good way to build a deck and have some fun and win. I'm pretty impressed with this card. So the, the thing I like about the thing I think is the funniest about this card is traumatize is still a like three dollar card. And this card's gonna come out and it's gonna be a dollar because no one's gonna play this in standard. 
And it's pre-ordering for three bucks right now. But that's right now, right? Yeah, yeah, it'll drop. I'm, tell- I'm telling you, you'll, you'll, already you'll, have their Mildex are excited and they're ordering it. And you'll you'll it. be able to pick this card up for cheaper than a traumatize, and it's just a better traumatize, which I think is hysterical. I really like it. Um, it's absolutely uh, probably going to find a home in a few of my Mildex because I have mm-hmm. a few of them. Um, mm-hmm. Man, this. Uh, it's Could real- you imagine this with, of course, the worst set ever, Throne of Eldraine, Sir Grim? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just dies. Yeah. Congratulations, you're all dead. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope Nathan actually doesn't listen to these. Yeah, okay. uh, also, Maybe he does. suck it, Nathan. <laughs> all right, Big Tuck, go ahead. I think It'll you're the quick. last one. Give us your sorcery. We're talking about Agadim's Awakening. X, black, 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 black. Three blacks, uh, sorcery, return from your graveyard to the battlefield, any number of target creature cards that each have a different converted mana cost, X or less. I like that a lot, but the flip side is this turns into a swamp. Uh, as Agadim the Undercrypt enters the battlefield, you may pay three life if you don't enter the battlefield tapped. So for me, A on its face value is quite good. If you're playing a big black deck, where you're generating a lot of mana. It's kind of a late game. Potentially, I'm going to win. We've talked before about how like Dreadhorde Invasion is kind of underrated. Yeah. But the fact that this also can come in as a swamp untapped kind of pushes over the edge. And I think if we look, and we may or may not get into this, but like if we look at the flip, if we look at the Mythic, Rare, End of the Battlefield, Pay 3 Life's kind of flip cards, I think this one's one of the best ones. I would 100% agree. I would take a snow-covered swamp out of my Shirai deck mm-hmm. put that in there. And I'll be honest, I mean, being in the Mythic, it'll probably be too unattainable price-wise. Right. I would throw this in every black deck I have yeah. and take out a swamp. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, there's no reason not to. Because it, at very worst, you still got to land. Like, exactly. Yep. At very best, you just had your board wipes and everybody else did too, and then you just come charging through. Like, exactly. Yeah, this card's awesome. I have. I don't have a whole lot else to say. It's slotting to you guys. Lucha you guys. Every other deck I have. You guys. You guys get me. You get me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now we're gonna head over to enchantments. I love this card because it punishes people like Angry Omnom. We're talking about confounding conundrum. Oh, this. Oh, this also, what a name. Great yeah. name. Why is this card blue? It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it should be white. Uh, yes, honestly, in my I, opinion, it probably should be white. Yeah. Okay. So colorless blue enchantment. It's a rare. When it ETBs, draw a card. Great. Two mana. Just get a card. Yep. And you have a permanent. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, I love that they highlight opponents. Mm-hmm. If that player had another land enter the battlefield under their control this turn, they have to bounce a land they control to its owner's hand. Now, granted, this could maybe power some. Uh, infinite combo land decks where they mm-hmm. want to be bouncing lands and they can right. kind of keep doing that. Mm-hmm. You could maybe get into that situation, but I'm going to say nine times out of 10 people are just going to be like, Oh, I can't Kadama's reach. Yeah. No, nope. yeah. no, <laughs> sir. I can't anger. I'm nom. I, and also it kind of feeds into the negative of the Minotaur we talked about, right? Where it's like, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play a land. Bounce into my Actually, hand. I have the ability to play more. I would argue in angry. Omnom, I would love for you to play this card against me please absolutely <laughs> all day long because it's a landfall trigger so i play a land i usually have something that allows me to play two to four lands a turn so play one get a free bounce back if i don't have any more in my hand play it get another free bounce back and keep <laughs> doing that until i run out i love it so the issue though is that typically the way angry omnom decks work and tatiova is a splendid reclamation bringing in like 15 oh, lands at a time. Really sure. 
bounce them all back to your hand and there's nothing you have in your hand that's going to let you play 15 lands. Usually, like, the decks that I'm kind of more thinking of that'll maybe work well with this card is, like, Gitrog decks. Mm -hmm. Ones that they're, like, dredging and they constantly kind of... Lord Windgrace would probably really like this. Yeah. Um, So it's it's these kind of weird combo land decks that are going to function real well and actually funny enough they both have black so maybe it's more black that kind of maybe wants sure. these lands but going back to hand but regardless nine people out of ten are going to hate this card i love this card uh it's absolutely going in my azorius city lockdown deck it should be white <laughs> absolutely yeah blue did not need this especially for two mana as an enchantment no. rough yeah. Oh, and look at that. It does have a full art. Oh, wait. It's just really zoomed in art. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're right. That is sweet. See? Yeah. That's weird, dude. All right. Anyway, Squeak, what kind of enchantment you got? All right. So today we are also talking, well, I guess not also, but still talking red cards. Um, so it is <laughs> Roiling Vortex. One colorless, Ooh. one red enchantment. It's a rare. Oh, this card. At the beginning of each sweet. player's upkeep, Roiling Vortex deals one damage to them. Whenever a player casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast that spell, Roiling Vortex Ooh. deals five damage to that player. And then Ooh. for one red, which is what I really like about this as a caveat, one red mana, your opponents can't gain life this turn. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's you quite can good. use this every time it goes to another person's turn. Like It's just one red mana. It's not a tap ability. Ooh, I like that a lot. Especially since we got so many life gain decks in our playgroup now. Yeah, yeah it, I mean... This is going to be a really hated enchantment in the magic community, I think. And it also plays into, uh, it's it's effectually, effectively another copy of Sulfuric Vortex, which is for three mm. mana. At the beginning of each one's upkeep, it deals two damage to that player. And then if the player would gain life, that player gains no life instead. So again, as we talked about, Mr. Combo, you love your redundancy. And the fact that you can do this as like a snake, like a rattlesnake kind of card, be like, oh, yeah. everyone's okay gaining life except for you. Kacha. <laughs> big fan of it and you, you know what's funny talking about this card just reminded me tuck i'm surprised you didn't talk about the new black card the i think it's an instant uh destroy target creature or enchantment it's a sorcery and then you lose life equal sorcery. to cmc yes i thought one of you two were gonna pick it up but i was just upset not today <laughs> not, not today well tuck what's your enchantment so we're also going into the red cards um i think this card is really interesting um and might actually replace some cards that are not so hot in red so we're talking about valicut exploration so two colors and a red landfall whenever a land enters the battlefield in your control exile the top card of your library you may play that card for as long as it remains exiled which is key because if you get a land, you can actually play it. Um, and then at the end of it, it says at the beginning of your end step, if there are cards exiled with uh, this card, put them into their owner's <laughs> graveyard, and then it deals that much damage to each opponent. So a lot of the cards uh, that are out there in red, look, this is effectively the red draw spells of a of exile sure. cards, right? Some of them have the caveat of if it you may cast that card, right? And if you if it's that, then you can't play a land off it. However, I still like the fact that even if you do whiff or you don't play a card, it still does something on top of it, right? So if you compare this to... And it goes to your graveyard. Very true. Staying yes, exile. exactly. Oh, yeah, that helps So a lot. there's another card um, that will... It's like, I think it's uh, Vance's Blasting Cannon, where it just exiles a card. It's like a worse um, Chandra ability. So this is just good. And it costs four. So this is going to straight out replace this. Again... Red needs card draw, and red needs these sort of effects. 
So if you happen to marry a landscape and get two mountains in, maybe that will help you a bit. But I just like this just because it's very straightforward, gives you value. And, and again, to the last point, Mr. Combo puts stuff into your graveyard as opposed to leaving it next time. Yeah, it's great. I don't, again, Big Tuck, man, your picks, I don't have a whole lot to say. You, you kind of nailed it. It's, it's really, yeah. it's really solid. It's, it's kind of, kind of meat and potatoes on exactly mm-hmm. what it needs. Exactly. Yeah. I, I have nothing to add to it. It's perfect. Um, I probably am going to get this card for my knee hep deck. hundred uh, percent. That just seems like perfect. Uh, so I'm thinking Zendikar rising is going to be this year's throne of Eldraine to where it's yeah. just like, the more you look into it, the more great cards like, yeah. so I typed in Valakut on, um, Scryfall Valakut awakening. Instant, put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library, then draw that many plus one, two colorless and a red, or you can play it as a mountain. Right, yeah. It's oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> There's so many good yeah, cards. This set is... Uh, it's good. It's got... Excuse me for probably speaking out of turn, then we're going to find out it's garbage in six months, but this set seems like a banger to me so far. Yeah, I agree. Well, we're going to continue the bang train. Ooh, that sounds like a porno. Oh, oh, oh. That's saying it. Uh, with, with, with a mythic. Uh, we're going over to artifacts. And you know oh I had to pick God. the comboest, comboest yeah, one possible. We're probably possible. on the same page here. We're talking about Lithoform yep. Engine? Yep, that's the one. Yeah, yeah this thing is uh, ridiculous. Four colorless legendary artifact mythic. Uh, Squee, why don't you read its three abilities? Oh my God. All right. So I'm pretty upset about this card. Uh <laughs> Two tap, copy target activated or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy and or slam into Reese. Uh, Three tap, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy and or slam into Reese with Triumph for the Horse. Uh, Four tap, copy target permanent spell you control. (laughs) What the hell? This card's stupid. Yeah, it's really dumb. Like, this just screams infinite combo. Yeah, this is is wrong. This card's gonna get banned. This is like Oko yeah. ban. This thing's gotta go. I, I, it would not surprise me if this card does get banned because it's like it's too good. You think it'll get banned in EDH or standard? I think it should be EDH. banned from Wizards of the Coast themselves. <laughs> I mean, it's pre-ordering for almost thirty bucks. Yeah, it's right. gonna go up from there. This is this is too damn. This can't. Yeah, like, I can't think of a deck this doesn't work really well. And that's like that's the argument that people are saying where it's like. Similar to Paradox Engine, there's some decks where it really works very well, but there's an argument where you could put Paradox Engine into almost any deck and yeah. get some semblance of value out of it. So I would put it this way. If this was a four-drop legendary artifact that had two-tap copy target activated triggered ability, I'd run it. And nothing else. <laughs> right. it was that It had three-tap copy target instant or sorcery spell. Somebody's probably going to run that in their deck, too. If you had copy target permanent spell you control for four, Absolutely. But yeah, why did they put them all on the same card? The honestly, the thing that confuses me the most is why it starts at two mana and goes to four. I personally think it should probably, if they wanted to make the card a little bit more fair, it should probably start at three or four mana, oh, for sure. and then go to, then go to like five six or, six, or seven, yeah. and or maybe yeah. it's cost five or six mana to get out onto the board because there's a lot of six drop artifacts that are really powerful, but it, they're pretty expensive to put out. And to confound that, it also doesn't come in tapped. Just comes right. in. Yeah. It's, yeah, this, it's, it's this insanity. Is, <laughs> Bananas. This, this card is yeah. on notice. Yeah, we got you on block. God, now, 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 now I'm scared to buy one. I don't want it to get banned. <laughs> I'm stuck with eight Paradox engines. Oh, sorry. I mean, Lethoform engines. Oh, God. They even both have engine in the name. Oh, oh flashback. Yeah, this thing's going. <laughs> and I think Paradox engine. Who let this slide? 
Was Paradox Engine a legendary as well? I believe so. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, God. And this yeah. has too much familiar. This I can't is, hate yeah, it. I it's what you would call Jorah's familiar. <laughs> uh, Tuck, why don't you go ahead and tell us about your artifact? I'm also talking about a legendary artifact that's also a mythic, but this one's actually fair and fun. We're talking about Forsaken <laughs> Monument. So five colorless oh, yes. comes in. Colorless creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Whenever you tap a permanent for colorless or diamond, add an additional diamond, which is ironic because people were saying that there were going to be devoid cards and diamond matters cards in this set because that's where they came from, but everyone's an idiot. Um, whenever you cast a colorless <laughs> spell, you gain two life. We shall forever roam. Uh, Ailey, High Priest of the Eternal Program. So this card's going to be a slam dunk in literally every artifact ready and Eldrazi deck. Um, yep. Which is interesting because there's been a lot of support or like people screaming for support for them. So I think it yeah. is cool. I do like how this could have been a set and people were talking about how this is going to be like Eldrazi 2.0 because it's back on Zendikar. Um, mm-hmm. So I like that they are hinting at it and also give a card that really accelerates uh, that can really accelerate those decks. The fact it's an artifact means you can like kind of tutor it up depending on what artifacts cards you're running. I just think it's a really cool and interesting build. Uh, if you look at the uh, expanded art, however, you actually lose out on a lot of the picture. So, Mr. Combo, yeah. your voices ring true. <laughs> it's so upsetting. So what I'm hoping is that this Forsaken Monument coming in here, because, you know, uh, let's be honest, they give EDH their time in the sun and standard set because yeah. they know they want us to go buy it. Right. I'm hoping this is a precursor for Commander Legends that we're going to have an Eldrazi in there. Oh, yeah. Sweet. yeah. I would really like that. I'd like there to be some new Eldrazi Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of tired of Kozilek, two Ulamogs, and an Emrakul. Uh, there's only four, so let's let's try to spice that up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't have this in any heavy artifact deck. Now, granted, it has to be artifact colorless, right? Right. Not because you know it has to produce colorless, but yeah, it's. I'll probably it's still slot it into a Kiri just for some gain life, and you know, like it'll make my Ornithopter a decent creature and all my zero <laughs> drops that are like zero three. Yeah, that's true. Stuff like that. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's it's a solid card, and as you alluded to, it is fair. So I got I got no beef with that. Um, it's good. Yeah, and yeah. I, I really like Artifact Tribal. I'd love to build an Artifact Tribal deck, and this gives That's it just a little That's what your Akiri deck is. I know. I want, like, I want all artifacts. No no anything else. Just cards mm. Silver Golem all day, every day. Yep. Well, now we're going to head over to lands. Uh, there weren't a lot of options, so mm-hmm. probably aligned on some of these. Um, well, I guess you could have picked some of the flip lands. That That's fair. Uh, so I picked Throne of McKinney. Yeah! Woo-hoo! I oh, really like fur? this card. You got this that's too? That's a three-fur. Yeah. Three-fur! Oh, hey! Uh, it's a rare, and tab add a colorless. Big Tuck. You have to read the last paragraph. Damn it. Ah. Tap, remove a charge counter from Throne of McKinney, add two mana of any one color, spend this mana only to cast kick spells. Sweet McGee, read the middle section. All right, so we have tap, add one colorless. One, tap, put a charge counter on Throne of McKinney. It's a rare. I, I love this. I put this in Break here because Scooty Shuffles, friend of the show, has talked about how much he wants to build a kicker deck, and I've always been uh-huh. like... There's options out there, but this card solidifies it, and also the other cards in the set that have kicker also solidified as well. So, does it marketing Ross have a kicker deck? Does it's he? that gruel? Yeah, it's the gruel guy. That's that a gruel one. Yeah. Mana. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really the only option. You have, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, it'll work. But yes, again, like 
I like that Wizards is continuing to, similar to how they did like the madness precons and these like fringe sort of things. Now they're like getting, yeah. they're getting spells, they're getting items in that actually help that and can turn it into something that's real as opposed to like effectively a joke deck. Yeah. Yep. Completely agree. Yeah, I think Kicker is really fun. I used to run a lot of Kicker in my Reese deck, like uh, your Jorag or War Callers and mm -hmm. other things like that. And this is interesting because one, it doesn't come in tapped, which I really like. Yeah. So you can land it onto the board and still use it as a ramp card early on. Maybe it's not providing the color you need, but you're still going to get that land drop. Two, it gives you something to sink your mana to if you have a mm -hmm. slow turn or you have nothing else to do. You always right. can throw a charge counter on this, save up that mana, and then once you get your kicked spell, you're off to the races. So yeah, it's it's solid. I like it. I didn't really want to talk about any of the other lands because they're super boring. So fair enough. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, now we're gonna head over to Planeswalkers. I think there was three. There is, there is exactly three. So I picked the one that breaks its co traditional color pie. We mm -hmm. usually yeah. only see her in green. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it, we saw her once in green blue, but now she's at Golgari. Uh -oh. Nissa of Shadowed yep. Bows. Yep. <laughs> We're on the same page here, too. Two colorless Golgari, legendary planeswalker Nissa. It's a mythic, and it comes in with four loyalty, and she does have landfall. So whenever a land enters the battlefield, you can put a loyalty counter on Nissa. Squee, what are her other two abilities? All right, so the uh, plus one for untapped target land you control, you may have it become a 3-3 elemental creature with haste and menace until end of turn it's still land and then neg five uh you may put a creature card with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of lands you control onto the battlefield from your hand or graveyard with two plus one plus one Yuck. counters on it wizards learn to use commas what the hell was that sentence so i i love so many things about this card a the artwork is dope as hell yeah it's like because she's yep. in golgari so it's like she's kind of lurking in like mm -hmm. the wood swamp type area uh and on that note the alternate art i actually do not like and if i put this card in my uh attraction deck i'm actually going to do the normal copy of nissa because the the alternate art it's too like cheerful yeah it's very happy. bright but Untapped target land you control for a plus one. So basically you're netting a mana. So she only yep. costs three to play. And then it becomes a three, three with haste and menace. So maybe you get in for three damage. That's probably more a standard play than an EDH. You're Correct. probably just using this to untap a guy's cradle type effect. And the thing, I'll, the only thing I'll say about that is it is, you may have it right. Because a lot of times on some of these oh, things, you, yeah. have, you, it forces you to, and then you do untap your guy's cradle. And then they, that's when they source a plowshare when it becomes a creature. Yeah. So that is, mm -hmm. that is a cool foresight on it. But then the put a creature card from either your hand or graveyard that screams like I want to be in a Marin deck, a Carador yeah. deck. I yeah. want to be in any type of uh, Golgari grave matters. Heck, I would probably put this in um, my uh, Pelucranos deck. I mean, why, why, why not? Uh, yeah, this is going to Gorman Virtus. I have big creatures all day. This is going to be great. So this is the first time I've actually read this card because this like sort of got spoiled. So I kind of forgot about yeah. it. And then I realized that it is hand or graveyard. And that's what really like turns it over for me. Uh, yeah, the, that fact it's kind of bonkers yeah, and it comes in with counters on it so if you're playing counters matter which a lot of Golgari decks are kind of gets out and of hand if you, if you play this properly it doesn't even need to pass the doubling season test you can neg five right. first turn if you want to yeah for sure Yeah, drop it on the board drop yeah. a land and put a creature out I mean, I look at this, and granted, I'm the degenerate, but Demonic Tutor, put whatever I want to hand, yep. play a land, minus five, get it for free. Yep. I basically paid six mana, in essence, to get probably a massive, disgusting like, creature from the deck to the, the battlefield. The of the world, yep. Yep. Wow. 
All right, well, Tuck, what do you got? So this guy I only put in because someone brought up his alternate art makes him kind of look like the best Planeswalker that's ever existed. So we were talking about Jace Mirror Mage. So colorless blue blue, uh, legendary Planeswalker Jace. Uh, he comes with four loyalty. He's a mythic. Uh, he comes in with kicker as well. Whenever it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, create a token that's a copy of Jace. Uh, Mirror Mage, except it's not legendary and it's starting loyalty is one. So plus one stride to zero, draw a card and reveal it. Remove a number of loyalty counters equal to that card, CMC, from Jace Mirror Mage. So is it a great Planeswalker? Arguable. Probably not. But is it an interesting <laughs> card? Yes. I love the fact that it can come in immediately with another copy of itself. So that then you can multiple so that what? That uh, no, only, only one, it's not multi-kicker. So you can pay five, create two copies of it, try one, put a lower CMC copy on it for the original one to take, and then draw a card, right? Is it is it uh, slimy? Yes, borderline sweaty on how you have to do it. I just like the fact that he will come in and immediately create two Planeswalkers that you can have fun mm -hmm. with. Yeah, it's it's... Look, I, I think initially when I saw it, I got real excited. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be amazing. And then after I started digesting it, it's like, oh, I'm actually not that excited. Right, yeah, yeah. Blue, they're, a, they're better Jaces. Fast. B, Blue has better card draw if you're trying to draw cards. Sure. Um, and the fact that when you draw it, you have to remove loyalty counters mm -hmm. means that very easily he could die. But that's why it's, or his that's why it's such a sweaty and slimy card potentially because you it makes you work for it, right? And that's what I like. <laughs> I think it's a cute card. Um, I I don't know if I'm going to buy any of this set. I probably will after we talk about it. So yeah, we'll see if it comes yeah, to comes to a deck near you. Yeah, this one's pretty good. Um, my only gripe was that I don't think it's a mythic by any means, but no, um, I'd say it's a rare, Arguable. teetering a little bit better than those uncommon planeswalkers that have two loyalty abilities like that. Sure. But yeah, other than that, I think it's it's solid. I like that you can do that. You can scry a bunch. You can use it to draw. I love that it's a lottery system. You don't know if it's going to die or not. Just exactly. see what happens. You get it. You guys and get it. And I do love its alternate art because Jace looks crazy. Yeah, he looks like Tibble <laughs> in there in his face. It's terrifying. He's lost it. He's confounded. <laughs> All right. Well, we're on the last segment. I already did my legend because that was Squeeze Creature. Squee, what is your legendary creature? Uh, you had to know. I'm talking new Omnom here. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> so Omnath, Locus of Creation. So it is red, green, white, blue. Ask me what that is. I don't know. Uh, it's a legendary creature elemental. It's Null till. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I got nothing on that. Uh, it's a mythic elemental. Uh, when Omnath Locus of Creation enters the battlefield, draw a card. Has landfall, which is quite a theme in this, so my my Omnom dreams of just building that deck like two <laughs> weeks ago is just like flying through the roof right now. Um, so landfall. Whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain four life if this is the first time this ability is resolved this turn. If it's the second time, add the same colors of mana that it costs to cast him to your mana pool. If it's the third time, Omnath deals four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control. Damn. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm having trouble not replacing Omnom with new Omnom. So the, the interesting thing also, um, and I did see kind of in the judge group, is if, you, if you're if you in the deck that's literally going to churn out like five, six, seven, eight, nine lands hitting the battlefield, whether it's fetch lands, that mm -hmm. type of stuff, if you do your first three, 
You bounce Omnom. He comes back. You get you reset your landfall count. So then you do it again. Really? Um, and, it, and it's one of these repeat offenses where you could gain the four, deal the four, get the four mana over and over and over again. If you can play three lands, bounce Omnom, bring it back. Three lands, bounce Omnom, bring it back. For sure, he is making an appearance in my go deck. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I like the color base that they used on it too. And the fact that they gave us a four-color commander that's not one of yep. the precons is pretty, Finally, pretty yes. rad, yeah. Hopefully a portent of things to come. Yeah. I know, hopefully we get a five-color Omnom next year. Yeah. God, then what do they do? Five-color plus a diamond? <laughs> you have to pay a waste. Don't give them any ideas, Mr. Combo. And I will say its alternate art is actually kind of cool. Okay. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's very passive Omnom mm -hmm. and I do like aggressive looking Omnom, but at least it isn't just regular art yep. blown up. So big tuck, help us wrap out this set review. What's your legend? So I think I'm going to replace my Mizzix deck with this one because it's way more interesting. What? So we're talking Kazi Royal Chaser. So uh, a blue and a red for a one, two flying haste. A legendary creature, human wizard, tap the next instant or sorcery spell you cast this turn costs X less to cast, where X is the number of wizards you control as this ability resolves. So effectively, like we talked about, I think in either this chord or in our Facebook chat, it's like a worse Mizzix ability, but the reason why I don't like playing Mizzix is because his ability is too good. So I would rather play a more powered down creature that does the same things and also feed into Wizard Tribal. There is a fair amount of cards in Is It that really play nice with, with Wizards. And to mm -hmm. me, that's an infinitely more interesting deck than just playing, I'm gonna play blue, red, Spell Slinger and just go to town. Yeah, this fits my style a lot more mm -hmm. than a lot of the, the commanders in this. One, because it's a two drop, so if it gets removed, not a big deal to get it back right. out, which I really, really love in, in all EDH decks if possible. Two, just a, a flying haste one, two for two. Not horrible. Um, you can use it as a blocker if you need to in a pinch. And then obviously you're going to load your deck up with all sorts of instants and sorceries that are exactly gross. So yeah, this is fun. I think it'll be interesting to build around. I don't think it'll be a super high powered commander no. unless I'm just like way off here, but I think it'll be a fun six, seven ish kind of deck that, that you can tune and build in some some really interactive stuff. Exactly. Yeah, you guys hit all the points. And the only thing I would suggest to talk is don't cut Mizzix. Just put this card on the backside and then be like, hey, are we playing casual? Are we playing competitive? And then literally you just flip flop at the exact same 99. It's just the command is yep. different. It could be fun. I, I dig it. So, yeah. So I think this card's really cool. Um, and I like my wizard tribal too. So. Well, uh, guys, that wraps up our not-so-accurate set review of Zendikar Rising. Hopefully, we got a little bit more accurate with time. Now that wraps up, what's the plane chase? Now that last segment, Sweet dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee, so today we are talking a bit of a stretch. It's going to be interesting. Let's do it. Uh, pretty recent card, actually. So, Widwind, the Biting Gale. That is W-Y-D-W-E-N. So, this is two colors, oh, yeah. one blue, one black. Legendary creature, fairy wizard. It's up rare. Um, coming in pretty damn cheap and under 100 decks total <laughs> built, so uh, let's do this thing. Uh, it has flash, it has flying, and then four. A blue and a black, pay one life, return Widwind. Wid Widwind. Return Widwin, the Widwin. Gale, to its owner's hand. Uh, and then it's a 3-3. Three, three. 
so what we're going to do here is a half-baked concept that I wanted to explore what we could do with Flash. So let's just see what goes on. Let's, here. let's do it. <laughs> I honestly, so when this came into Commander 2020, I thought this was a fresh card that came out because I'd never heard of it before. Kind of shocked that it's a reprint. I didn't know it was a reprint either. Yeah, from Lorewind. The wow. fairy, the All fairy, right. the fairy set. Anyways, here we go. We're doing fairy tribal. I guess you could do wizard tribal if you want. Um, so first card I wanted to talk about is Cunning Nightbonder. It is hybrid blue-black times two. It's a creature human rogue. It's an uncommon. It has Ooh, flash right. and then spells with flash you cost or cast cost one less to cast and can't be countered. It's a 2-2. Two, two. Oh. This is a pretty solid uncommon out there in the world. This actually could be used... Probably in other kinds of decks. Mm -hmm. Obviously, people don't run Flash a ton, but if you have some decent cards, it could be pretty good. In this deck, if you're running mostly Flash stuff and trying to capitalize on that, I think right. it's a slam dunk. Playing on other people's playing on other people's turns, kind of feeling out what they got, seems pretty good. And the artwork on it is yeah. pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, the artwork is pretty cool. Um, no, that's a great great card if you are doing Flash Tribal. I'm just I'm going to be interested to hear the rest of this weather light report because I'm having flashbacks of me building a flashback deck being like oh <laughs> this card's great it deals with flashback it'll, right. it'll work and it's hot garbage sure. i literally i don't even really use the flashback stuff in uh th that that uh deck so the jet sky one yeah. so i'll be interested to see if there's enough flash support to actually make a flash deck right short answer it's not gonna be good i'm just gonna put that, <laughs> let's, let's get that out of way. <laughs> i just got i went on a weird diatribe today while i was doing my research and decided that i'd never explored flash before so sure. uh next one i want to talk about is a horsefish it is wave break hippocamp so oh this card's cool uh, uh two colorless and a blue dope artwork by the way also enchantment creature horsefish it's a rare uh whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn draw a card it's a two two so while you're loading up with flash here you can put anything out on the other side of the board you're running blue so you're gonna have counter spells instance other stuff like that this is gonna be a Power horse fish. Oh, for drawing cards. Agreed. Uh, this card is played great in flash yeah. decks. Seems like it's good in this. And if it's the build, if only it was a rogue, but you can't have everything. <laughs> yeah, you can't have your fairy dust and sprinkle it too. I, I, I guess. Nailed it. Yeah. Also, going for that horse fish tribal. If you guys look at the artwork, it's like purple and green scaled horse with marlin fins and stuff on it. I don't know. It's pretty cool looking. <laughs> But then it's underside. You just see into the depths of space. The depths of space. Yeah, yeah look, look at it. it. Yeah, you can like, see it. You can see all the stars and stuff. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I think that's actually how a lot of those enchantment creatures from Theros are. Mm -hmm. If it's an yeah. enchantment and a creature, they usually yeah, have some got sort the constellation of with them. starry night type thing on them. Yeah, I was looking at small artwork. I just zoomed in on that. That's a yeah. That makes it even better. Anyways, yeah. Go buy yourself a. I don't know why they named it a hippocamp. That doesn't really make sense to me, but whatever. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so we are now talking about a tribal enchantment, which I wasn't really sure that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so fairy tauntings. It is two colorless and a black tribal enchantment fairy uh, uncommon. Whenever you play a spell during an opponent's turn, you may Ooh. have each opponent lose one life. Talking drips and drabs. A little bit stuffed yep. here. Well, there. especially because you can bounce your command. You can always bounce your right. commander and play her again. Right. So, yeah. This card in a deck is going to be medium powered. You're going to have slow turns, so you're going to need something <laughs> to sink your mana into. This is going to be the one for you. Uh, again, for those playing the home game, this is probably one of the few weather lights. Don't build this one. It's going to be a rough going. 
Ah, well, especially with, the, with that attitude, sure, Cowards. why not? <laughs> it's cool. Uh, it's a cool design space. It plays into the theme. It plays into the tribe. Why not, right? Yeah, sometimes when you when you pick these fringe things, you just have to accept the fact you're going to have bad cards. You're going to have fringe cards. <laughs> yeah, that's just how it works. Um, okay, so last card I wanted to talk about is Dire Undercurrents. So three colorless, hybrid blue-black, hybrid blue-black. It's an enchantment Whoa. rare from, what is that, Shadowmoor? Indeed. All right. It's $11 All right. for those uh, playing the home game. Whenever a blue creature comes into play under your control, you may have target player draw a card. Whenever a black creature comes into play under your control, you may have target player discard a card. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. This card can be used <laughs> in many different decks. Many, many, many different decks. Right. Is it? It's ETB2? Wow. Damn. Yeah, man. That thing's really, really good. I, I more wanted to talk about that because that was one of the few really, really good cards I found. Yeah, no kidding. Work out in this, and not just this. This will work out in anything where you're spitting out blue-black creatures. Just run it. You can draw cards. You slug. can discard cards. It's got kind of everything you want. The only, I agree. The only addition that you need is the queen herself, Una, which we don't need to read through because it's a whole other commander that may be coming up later. <laughs> but she does poop out fairies, so that's the way to go. <laughs> She actually does poop them out. Not surprising, this one is very expensive for squeeze budget, but I had never really seen it before, so I wanted to talk about it. It's coming in around the $10 range. Um, Ooh. But I'm not honestly too surprised by that, because that, that Shadowmore set, anything printed in that set is usually pretty damn expensive. Yeah. Like, i.e. your Reese's, your uh, Sig River Cutthroats, those type of cards, all yeah. of those usually run 10 15 20 bucks. They're all, they're all um, tribal cards, and everyone wants them, so it checks out. But yeah, throw this onto your list for uh, spicy meatballs that you can use across the EDH world. Uh, don't forget about it. And that's all I had on this deck. Still don't really know where it's going. We're going to keep working on that. Maybe we'll do a 2.0 here in a couple of weeks. But that's, yeah, that's it. I'll kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us. And as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, and sharing, plus placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Also, another way to support your new team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. With award tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. You can also head over to cmdtower.com slash merch, where you can pick up all our sweet, sweet swag from our playmat, sleeves, stickers, limericks. I'm now just making things up that aren't on the site. You'll have to go there to see what is real and what's not. Please don't hire your lawyers. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, CMD Tower. You can communicate directly with your news team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Comet number 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good fairy. Yeah!